Welcome to another episode of the Powerless and Powerful Recovery Podcast. My name is Jason. I'm an alcoholic and addict. As always, our mission is to share experience, strength, and hope across multiple media platforms. The story of addiction and the road to recovery. We are not affiliated with Alcoholics Anonymous or any other 12-step based organizations or groups in any way. And we're back with another episode. Everybody welcome my co-host, Ronnie, no matter what. What's up, Ron? Hey, what's going on, Jay? Got the Yankees jersey on today. Yeah. Let me ask you let me ask you a question real quick. I know I cut you off. I'm gonna do that a whole lot probably and you already know the drill. We'll get to OG Bobby Johnson in a second. We'll get to him in a second. But did you see Aaron Judge up to bat looking off to the side? They're trying to say he was cheating and he's you see him, he's up to bat, he's got the bat. Did you see it, Tony? He's he's up to bat and he's looking, he's like looking out the corner of his eye where he's looking to the right, and all of a sudden the the first pitch he he doesn't swing on it, right? And that doesn't even attempt it, just boom. He knows it's not, you know, what, what pitch it is. And the next pitch, fastball, hits a 450-foot uh, home run, dead Boom. center. Yeah, it's going down. Shout out to all the Yankee fans out there. Yeah, Yankee fans. But we're back with a guest. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Deja vu? Yeah, we had deja vu. Everybody, <laughs> welcome Tony Johnson to the show. Yay, Tony. I mean, the Seahawks' future is looking bright, brother. I mean, you know, we never went away. You never went away. Thought Russell was gone, it was gonna be all bad. I thought it was gonna be all bad. I was hopping on the Bills bandwagon, remember? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we bounced back. Yeah, though. shout out Bills Mafia, you know what it is. <laughs> and <laughs> too soon? Too soon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Kansas City Chiefs fan by any means. I know that. Shout out Jaybird. And also, too, that last game um, when they played the. Who did the Bills play in the playoffs? The Cincinnati Bengals and the Cincinnati Bengals steamrolled the Bills like I've never seen anything before. They look like a bunch of quitters. Got folded like some laundry. Oh my God, they got folded up proper like yeah. just like that laundry guard you had in the yard. <laughs> nice and crisp those clothes folded. Shout, shout out strong arm. Two soups. Two soups. Me <laughs> that. But we got Tony back on the show, and you know, Ron and I made a reference to having deja vu, and we, this is deja vu because we had him on the show. He was supposed to be the first guest. This is actually episode two, season four. We're back, but he was the first guest, and then we lost a memory card. Mm. I, Ron forgot to press record <laughs> on the cameras. I asked him to double check it. He didn't. He didn't. You know, and that's how it goes sometimes. If you want things done right, you got to do it yourself. That's what they say. A lot's happened since then. A lot's happened since then. That is very, very true. But we're back, and so this time I double, triple check the cameras myself, so we're good to go. And we got Tony back on the show. And if everyone, all my listeners, first off, shout out to from from Ron and I and all the listeners. We're now in 35 countries. We picked up Indonesia, brother. You know anyone out there? I don't. You know, you probably, you probably, I guarantee, Tony's on Facebook so tough that I guarantee that he has wished somebody a happy birthday in Indonesia. Shout out, Long Kim. I got an aunt that doesn't, I got an aunt that doesn't have my last name, celebrate her 75th birthday. I go on there to wish her happy birthday and OG Bobby Johnson, Tony Johnson beat me to the punch. How do you know Aunt Teresa? Huh? How do you know way back like Kyle Pratt? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know who's also like that too? Adam. Adam. Like Adam always beats me to the punch. Yeah, like, bro, how do you know these people? Yeah, you know. I don't. I mean. But it's always weird though, you know, I'll say like happy birthday to someone and I'll see them at a meeting and it's not even them. Like, it's, it's all filtered and everything. I'm like, who are you? Yeah. I've never seen before in my life. You wish me happy birthday three years in a row. Yeah, yeah. did that. You know? 
Um, but you're right, man. A lot has changed. You know, you know, Tony was on, you know, the first season before Ron was, you know, my co-host. And season one, he was one of the first guests that I had on the show. So if you want to hear his full story, the experience, the strength, the hope, the message from childhood and everything to where he found recovery and continues to work it to this day and has an amazing life, please go Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find Tony Johnson on there and you can hear the full message. But a lot has changed and that's really what we want to focus on, man. We want to talk about what's happened. That was about a year and a half ago. And if you said a lot's changed from the two weeks ago when we didn't press record, that means a lot, lot has changed. And so all of our areas of life, you know, it's important to always touch on those things. So the first thing that I really want to get into is professionally, man, because, you know, recovery teaches us to always do our best, be amazing employees and, and be of service and, and to be humble, be teachable, be coachable. And in the process of doing all that, we turn out to have amazing professional careers as well, dude. And you're just at the point now where you're every day, it seems like I, I see a, a post, I get a phone call or a message and just more amazing things. And you currently you work at Apex. Shout out to all the guys at Apex. Man. Gary and... Uh, Gary, Greg. Gary and Greg. Those James are the two guys I just met yeah. recently. And, and they were amazing. Their heart's in the right place. Shout out to the whole Apex team. Um, but man, so what's going on at Apex and how'd you get there? Well, you know, um, you know, I had to I had to change some things up, like, you know, sanctuary. Like, I learned a lot at sanctuary, but um, I didn't feel like, you know, I. It's kind of like a goldfish, you know, like a goldfish is only going to grow as big as his aquarium. And I got to a point where I felt like I needed a bigger aquarium, and um, you know, a lot of the things that I learned there were like ringing through my head, like. You know, in a clinical one day, Yolanda was like, you know, what are you bringing to the room? If you leave this room, like, is it going to matter? And I, I kind of started feeling like, you know, people were leapfrogging me and moving above me. And I, I didn't understand why, you know. I thought that it was my pride, my ego. I thought, you know, a lot of things. And, and some of it was, you know, come to find out when I really look back on it. Some of it was my pride, my ego, right? Because I valued myself. But um, I ended up leaving Sanctuary. And um, my buddy Greg called me one day and he was like, bro, like, what can we do to get you over here? And that already was starting off different. And I walked in that interview and, and I told him who I was. I told him what I did, like what I learned over there. Did what you I brought to the table here. Did I didn't cry in this one. No. You know, I, I was on fire that day. I owe you five you know? bucks. Yeah, it's cool though. I cried on the way here. I mean, yeah. it's cool. But um, no, like, you know, I just, I laid it out like what I can do. And right now it seems that I'm even exceeding like my own ambition you know I didn't, I didn't even think that that I was capable of what I'm doing now you know and just I got a good level up here I mean, you know you a lot of opportunity you got the level up and hold on one second I got something for you hmm thank you thank you I mean hey brother that's a standing ovation I mean, I mean, it's the standing ovation. You deserve it, man. And a lot of times, you know, for for a lot for a lot of people, you know, it when we find recovery and we get that first job after being sober, and and we start to, you know, really see our potential, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, people have always believed in us, and they, you know, they've seen in things in us that we don't see in ourselves, and that's why it's so important to have the fellowship and you know men around you that can hold you accountable and push you and love you and help you and do all those things. But now you start to see it for yourself. So now you believe in the level of, and you believe in your abilities, and you're showing 
your abilities. Not, it doesn't matter that you're showing them to everyone else. They'll see and either they're going to love you, they're going to hate you, mm-hmm. or they're going to love that they hate you. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just the way that it works, right? But now you believe in yourself and, and you know, all of us here have many, many things going on. And, you know, Ron, Ron and I have a couple projects going on. You know, why don't you take a second and we're going to talk more about just the climate of behavioral health and everything that's going on because the block's hot. <laughs> the block is hot for good reason it's too. Fire. Yeah, for good yeah. reason too. So Ron's got a new venture that you know I'm partnering with him in in, in, in New Life Wellness Arizona. So why don't you just kind of talk a little bit about you know the reentry program, what it's been like? Because we're sitting here with combined, we probably have together about 30 years of the prison system, and you know over the last 30 days, you know we've been you know taking meetings with. You know, Department of Corrections staff members. Sure. We jumped on a Zoom, which we thought, Ron and I thought that we were speaking to some inmates because we've had the privilege of doing that, and I think you were involved in that as well. That happened after you. Yeah, 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 you kind of got out yet when we started doing that, right? But so we jumped on, and all of a sudden it turns out to be like seven DOC staff members, CO3, substance abuse counselor, you know, staff members. And one of the cops on the one of the cops that was on that Zoom call was actually a cop when we were at North Unit, Navarro. Oh yeah. And, yeah <laughs> you know she looks like a uh, you know I'm not yeah. gonna say what I was gonna say, but you know exactly who she is. Yeah. And now she actually works in reentry, and she works over at Lewis Complex. And now we're emailing back and forth every day. Another gentleman was the one who came to Miss Franz's class and did a, a presentation for us, a little speaker meeting ish. I wasn't and, there for that. But you don't remember that? Yeah, I told you about that. It's just crazy, man. But what's it been like, Ron, to embark on this project, work with DOC, you know, have the ability to create a reentry program that's got 700 beds across three cities, multiple hotels. A massive footprint. What's it been like? It's, you know, to take to to take a, a quote from you. It's your jam, right? Reentry is my jam. I uh, I had the opportunity. I was super blessed to work at New Freedom, um, and get a taste of reentry, and it was an experience that forever changed my life. It changed who I was. It changed my career path. Um, it made me want to be involved in behavioral health in a different level. You know, um, I, I stayed there at, at New Freedom for about 17 months, and then I was also privileged to go over to Sanctuary. And I got to work with you, Tony, right? I got to work with you. Um, obviously, I went over there, because you were over there, Jay, and, and um, the experience I had over there prepared me for what I'm going through now, because uh, behavioral health in general, right now, you said it, the block is hot. Yeah, it is. You have to learn how to navigate skillfully. You have to stay in your truth and what you believe in. And uh, for me, reentry is is my calling. It's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, I pray that I get to do it in New Life Wellness. But wherever uh, wherever he wants me to go in, 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 in reentry is where I want to go because that's where I can be of maximum benefit to, to God and my fellows, you know? You know, uh, meeting someone where they're at, knowing what they're feeling when they're getting out of prison, all the things that happen when you're in prison, um, nobody can identif- identify more than us, right? And uh, for me, right now at this current time, I'm learning some different things that I'm learning from you, Jay, and I'm learning from the owners of the company because I have to conduct myself in a different manner. I can't be the crazy phone room guy anymore. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't work. The baton and the no, tasers. No. I mean, we'd have a morning meeting, he'd have the baton out. 
you know, someone just wanted to use the bathroom, you know, in the middle Real of the speech, killer, huh? tase them. <laughs> I mean, the bathroom part I made up, but the taser and the baton is yeah, 100% true. 100% true. true. Multiple tasers. Everything yeah, he, like that no more. Everything he owned was a taser. Yeah. For sure. And, and even not just that, just learning how to be a professional in this industry, learning how to take constructive criticism, learning how to take criticism, because uh, one thing I think that we all know that we've all experienced, especially right now, um, not everybody's rooting for you. Mm. <laughs> not everybody's rooting for you, so I gotta have thick skin, right? We have to have thick skin. Um, and, and, and that's something new for me because, uh, and, and it's, you know, working the program, working on my character defects, having God remove them, that I don't react to those situations, right? That I just don't do the knee-jerk reaction and say some vulgar things or pull out the taser or the baton. The taser and the baton. If you ever see him with the taser and the baton, it's definitely time to go. You weigh that man. You weigh that man. And then boo that man. No, don't boo him. But here's the thing, though, man. And, and I, you know, we're talking about all these things professionally, and we all have these amazing, amazing things going on. But when you talked about what you were going through over there, you know, at Sanctuary, and then, you know, stepping into the apex, you know, you kind of glossed over it. So can you kind of give me just the progression of, you know, your, your job title? Um, the duties that you started with and, and what you do now and you know what that evolution has been like because not only do you work in recovery you also manage sober living homes you also basically manage about 47 sober living homes because you fill all their beds right I mean yeah, that happens. You, you always got the cape on yeah but I think it's important for everyone to hear because a lot of times in behavioral health you know it, it has a bad rap for you know um, I wouldn't say good reason, but it's hard to make money and pursue your passion in behavioral health. It just is. But you're looking at three individuals who found a way to pursue their passion and also pursue financial freedom as well. Mm -hmm. and, and I think people need to understand that. You know, I had the privilege of working at a sanctuary as well and with the ability to hire a ton of different friends of mine, sponsees of mine, guys that I was on a prison yard in Florence North Unit, you being one of them, where I talked. And I sat there with you and I said, look, dude, when we get out, we're going to work together. We're going to help people. We're, it's going to be all of us, this North Unit Fellowship. We're going to take it to a treatment center. We're going to sponsor the world. And it's going to be an amazing experience. And that happened, right? But unfortunately, the money wasn't tied to it. For whatever reason, size of the company, the ability to do so, I, I understand I'm extremely grateful for everything at Sanctuary, don't get me wrong, but it just wasn't the place for that. And it was difficult to see that sit there and and see my friends and sponsees and you know anytime you work the steps with someone and do prison time like it talks about and there's a solution you know you're members of a shipwreck we all escaped disaster together we're now joined a brotherly and harmonious act we're homies now translation mm -hmm. right and so the point is is that now here we are where we've all found the ability to do so and i just want people to hear that man because you started in this field like we all did, making $16 an hour, not very much, can barely pay the bills, can't even survive, right? You can. And now fast forward, here we are. So why don't you take us through that journey? Well, you know, when I when I walked out of the gates, I was still like really unsure, like, you know, what this even looks like. You know, I had all of my plans lining up 
and none of those happen, you know. God always like like. Yeah, you're supposed to go to base. I was supposed to go to be a bouncer at uh, the stuff. Yeah, no, he wasn't gonna go to Sapphires, but yeah, Sapphires. You, know, you heard I, the S coming out. Huh? I was gonna get my my CDL, and I, I was planning on driving trucks and start my own business and just doing my own thing. And and it, and it's just you know it's funny how God plays tricks on us, right? Like his tricks are always the best. So I walked into New Freedom in tears. You know, I was embarrassed because. Uh, I'm 40 years old and I feel like, you know, I should, I should be somewhere else. Well, I'm 42 at that time, right? That's two years ago. And um, I got certified in peer support. And, you know, when I walked into that interview at Sanctuary, like, I, I was scared to death. You know, I'm sitting in front of this lady that I know is a big deal. You know, she just radiates big deal. You know, and, and uh, you know, I remember her looking me in my eyes and be like, you know, why do you want to do this? And you know me, like I'm an emo. <laughs> I start tearing up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I just, I just really want to shop because I really want to help people that were in my position, right? And um, you know, I'll never forget walking out of that interview. I was like punch drunk, and you called me like, "Hey, brother, did you start crying?" <laughs> like whatever you said in that interview, she loves you, you know. And and it was real, right? Right. So I started off as a BHT. And I'll never forget that first day, you know, Haley came in there and showed me how to, how to uh, copy and, and uh, you know, copy and paste on, on you know, Microsoft Word, doing yeah. a, a shift report, you yeah. know, and, um, and, you know, showed me how to learn for the new day, control P, control V, like, yeah. you know, she had a little, there was a little sticky pad, but then she was like, there you go, that's all you need. Yeah, a little cheat sheet, like, yeah. Using the card out yeah. of the deck to yeah. know the poker hands, yeah. but uh, but yeah, and then I leveled up. You know, I, I started my level up. Like I, I I learned as much as I could about being a BHT, and then you know I became the lead of, at Charter Oak. You know, and that was challenging for me because you know I had all these different personalities. You know, and sometimes like yo, man, we're calling you in the middle of the night, beefing. Yeah, I you know, I had to drive over there right. one time. I had Bella in the car too. When I do, I whistle like this. Yeah. Like she's gonna jump and jump out like a ninja. Every, I'll never forget yeah, that. Right? You, you know? came out to because I didn't let her in the house. Obviously, you know she was out front. And yeah. she came out. She's like, Tony, they mess with you again. I think she even called you Vegas too. Yeah. They mess with you again. I'm gonna do something like this. She feels like a Superman. She said, she said, why wouldn't everybody just listen to Tony? He's yeah. such a sweet soul. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bella. But but yeah, you know, and I had a, I had I learned a lot there, you know, and um. But I was I was leveling up and and it didn't feel like a level up, you know, at the time. And um, you know, even towards the end there, like I remember calling Ryan Ross and I was like, bro, like I feel like I just wasted a year out of my life. And he was like, you know what? If that's what you want to believe, then I'll let you believe that and have your little pity party. But if you think you didn't gain anything from that experience, it's like awesome. you're crazy. And then I stopped and I thought about it. But, you know, like, it was just like at North Unit, like how we were all surrounded by all these powerful dudes in the, in the fellowship, all these strong dudes that are AAs, right? And I couldn't see how much growth I, I had obtained until I left and went to Fort Grant, and all of a sudden I'm a big deal. Yeah. So now I leave Sanctuary and I go into Apex, and all of a sudden I see it. Everything that I see is, you know, solid. Like, everything that I'm doing is solid, and I'm really bringing value to the room. So it, that's what helped me to to leave that resentment behind, like, okay, like, you know, they were growing and they were doing what they thought that they should do, you know what I'm saying, and, he, and they couldn't, you know, they weren't worried about Tony and how Tony's going to do, you know, we're trying to build the, the best company we can build, you know, and if you don't fit, then we can get someone else to fill that position and it'd be all right, right? 
Well, now, do you know where I'm at now? Do you know, like, I, I walk into that room and I do bring a certain amount of energy. I do bring a value to me, you know? And don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I know that nothing then was personal. Like, it wasn't a personal attack against me. Yeah, business is business. Dude. As of recently, I've had to go back and make an amends to someone that, you know, during that, that struggle in my life, you know, that that I, I didn't treat fairly because of what I was going through, right? And um, I got a message. You're all you're you're one of your all-star sponsees is here. I'm like, what? Hmm. He's like, yeah, Tony's here. Cause he didn't say anything about conversation or anything. Yeah, yeah. All oh, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> but yeah. That I mean, but that's the life that we're living, right? Right. Like you cause wreckage, you go back, you clean it up, right? If I recognize that I did something the wrong way, I gotta clean it up. I have that responsibility as a man in recovery. As a, if, if you're gonna know me as a man of integrity, of good character, of, of morals. You know, if you're gonna know me as a as a, a strong man in the community, then I have to clean up my wreckage too. You know, so that's what I did, and, and now where I'm at, it's just I'm, I'm an amazing place. I'm not mad at anyone. You know, like I mean, I, there's always gonna be the dude that slides in your girl's DM. No, you know, hold up, mm-hmm. forgiving. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You got yeah. that, bro. Yeah, like, I'm kind of a big deal now. You know, mm-hmm. you're in her DMs. I'm in her four steps. Right? Shoot your shot, MJ. Shoot your shot. You know what I'm saying? Like even my, even Michael Jordan missed a bucket. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but at the end of the day, like you know, if I carry around that resentment, well, what do they say, Jay? You know, it's the number one offender, and it's fatal, brother. Hmm. I mean, that's why. So what's gonna come of that? You know, and here's the thing. You know, I, you hear that all the time, right? And it's one of my things. You know, I got a couple big book things. Okay, couple. And, I got a couple things, couple. right? And and you know, resentment's the number one offender. And I always say, okay, well, why? Tell me why. Well, if you back up two lines in the book, we said it says we considered its common manifestations, right? Mm. And so when I look at my resentments on paper, and I look at that fourth column, and I see that in ninety nine point nine percent of every resentment I have, I'm playing a part, and my part is lying, cheating, manipulating, stealing, aka character defects. That tells me today, because I've got the data, it happened in every other resentment. That means that my character defects are manifesting themselves again. And if they manifest themselves long enough again, then I want to change the way I feel. And for me uh, to use is to die. So here's one thing, like, you know, we, we look at those character defects. I like to lie, I like to manipulate, I like to steal, I like to do sneaky stuff. And my shortcoming is, like, I did lie, I did steal, I did do sneaky stuff. Today, like, I look at those character defects and they're not turning into shortcomings, right? Right. I'm winning. You're winning, bro. And that's what we're here to do. And you're winning in, in, in so many different areas of your life. And we're all winning professionally. You know, I got an announcement really, you know, today, about 30 minutes ago, I filed the application for a treatment center that I have ownership in. Hmm. First off, big shout out to Ty. We're in our new studio. Big up to Shout out, Ty. We got the studio for us, but we, we also locked in the name officially now desert recovery centers is coming soon filed the application on the first property we have two six thousand square foot mansions private insurance all that fancy pants type stuff acupuncture massage therapy you know they want to like massage yeah they want to learn like guitar and shit you know what i mean so you got to have all the plethora of fancy pants stuff but we have the ability man the the houses are gorgeous we filed the application so stay tuned keep listening to the podcast i'll give you updates as we go Desert Recovery Centers is doing its thing. Mm. And in the process of doing that as well, I started a consulting company, right? And, and the reason why I started it really was a referral from Ron and it kind of just started, you know, but what I found is, and we're gonna talk about that here in a second, but I wanna to touch on the family with you, but 
you know, there's so many people out there doing this behavioral health thing, they're doing it the wrong way, and now I'm able to provide a service that allows them to gain a license, be in compliance, have policies and procedures that, that match, you know, regulations, and, you know, it's also taken off as well, new life wellness, reentry. I mean, professionally, I don't even have time to do all these projects, but I'm a people pleaser, so yeah. I just keep saying yes, plus I usually get 50% up front. And how's medicine serve that, that, that guy? I mean, another show, another time, brother. Another show, another time. I'm, I'm yeah. glad you brought up families, though, you know, because over the last year and a half, a lot has changed, man, and, you know, in your personal life, you know, especially with your son. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, you know, kind of take us through what it's been like over the last year and a half um, with the relationships in your life. Well, uh, you know, with, with Jay, like, you know, um, shout out Jordan Johnson. Oh, big like, shout out to Jordan. Know, like, uh, I own... Um, a little mini-me, too. Man, and she was mad. Yeah, you know, she, she his mom was mad. And, and I didn't shout understand it at first. Yeah, I mean, big shout out. Big she shout she out. did a hell of a job. Yeah, she you know? did. There's a no good boy, you know? And I tell her every chance I get, like, yeah. uh, like thank you. But, um, you know, at first she didn't trust me. And, uh, you know, the second she I started didn't. working... Well, what do they say, Ron, in the amends? Oh, you're on your phone. He's not even paying attention. Yeah, Facebook Live, dude. Happens all day. Facebook Live, dude. He has to go live. But, no, like, you know, I, um, you know, I, I had to recognize that she's heard all of my lies before. And that, you know, I could talk a cat off a fish truck. Like, it, it's real, right? So I had to show her. I had to, I had to be a shower. So as soon as I started working, I started sending money every two weeks, right? And uh, after a couple months of that, I was like, all right, hold up. Like, I don't get to see him? Like, nah, you know that wasn't enough. <laughs> like, I did that for about a year. A year know? straight. Like, from the last time I was on the show, like, it wasn't even, I thought that I was close at that point. I was still a year away, you know? And, um, you know, eventually, like, I, I was able to just tell her straight up, like, look, I've shown you financial responsibility, and I've never shown you this before. You That's know, I've, I've shown you that I'm a man of my word today, right? Every time I tell you I'm going to do something, I do it, right? I need to be a part of my son's life. I'm an upstanding man in this community, right? Like, I'm a positive influence. I mentor men. I, I sponsor men, you know? Like, I'm a solid guy. I just need a chance. And she finally gave me a chance. So um, around Christmas time, I got to go and hang out with them and give them some presents and stuff. And since then, usually every other week, like we'll go do something. I've seen you been at Top Golf a couple times recently. I mean, I'm adding it to my repertoire. You know, I'm a Navy SEAL and Call of Duty. Like I'm a professional, (laughs) like fake bull, mechanical bull rider. And now I'm kind of like the Tiger Woods of Top Golf. You know, so you know we're leveling up everywhere, every aspect of life. You know, you call it video games, I just call it game. Yeah. All right. (laughs) 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 But yeah, so you know, I got that aspect of my life going and then my family obviously at home you know I got Michelle at home yeah, and shout, out shout out Michelle and she's a big deal you know I've I've been able to like she's in recovery too so I get to watch her grow and it amazes me sometimes like things that I see her do you know like for instance a couple weeks ago like uh, I had a you know I was going on the night's retreat and I and I grabbed a bag back that I let one of my friends brawl right mm-hmm. And um, there was a woman's sock in there. Oh, hell, right? Oh, you. So I took this woman's sock, and I'm not even thinking, and I left it on the floor, right? Yeah. So she calls me when I'm on the retreat, like, like, hey, bro, like, yeah, who yeah. socks are who, who socks are these? I'm like, oh man, I didn't even think about that, right? But I mean, you get a woman that's in recovery, that's had her traumas, right? 
and she doesn't react to that situation, that's a beautiful thing. Mm, it's a big like, it's a healthy relationship where you'd be like, babe, check it out. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, that was an accident. Like, it's like my homegirl that borrowed the bag, it's her socks, and then boom, we leave it there. Like, that's a sign of healthy to me. You yeah, know, I don't know where you guys come from. Mm, uh, uh, what you know about healthy relationships, Ron? What you know about well, it? Well, you know, it's, it's something we all gotta work at, right? We all gotta work at it because of of our traumas and speak for yourself, brother. <laughs> yeah, and other people's traumas, right? <laughs> you know, um, no weak statements. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was there. You know, we're we're all works in progress, right? Mm -hmm. And we learn, and that's a lot of growth. Like when you said that, I got a little bumps on my arms because that could have went real bad, all bad, right? It could have went. You could have been driving back from the night's retreat early. Yeah, early to right then. It's still on the phone. Come on, guys, let's go. Yeah, wrap it up. Yeah, here we go. Did, did you have a spiritual experience? <laughs> I did. Yeah, you know. But but I can speak on. I want to speak on your reaction, how you handled it. Mm. Instead of having that whole, you could have had the holy than thou attitude. How dare you question me? Oh yeah, you didn't do that. that. Yeah, like I, I got that in me. Sure, we all do, right? We sure do. But at, at the end of the day, though, like you know. Healthy, healthy is a beautiful thing, and like that's how you get the franchise tag, right? Right. Oh, like that, that's how you level up right there. You know, the she she still doesn't know what the franchise tag is. She, don't know about I, I was telling her about the last podcast. You know, yeah. her chopped up. She was so excited. Didn't she Google it? Uh, she, I don't think she ever Googled it. No, she still doesn't know what the franchise tag is. But you know. hey, yeah, the franchise tag. You remember back? This is horrible. But you remember when um, I used to rate my sponsees as starters and bench warmers and oh god, god that was yeah. Bad. I owe yeah. about twenty seven guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I owe about twenty seven guys of men's probably. What, what was that? I was like, what, what, what was that? Really? You got some playing time, brother. No, you were a starter. You were a starter. You know and. And so from sitting in a, a trailer in North Unit doing step work together and fast forward now, what's it been almost, you know, it's got to be like five years now. Just no, about, we're going on, actually we're at three years and 10 months right okay, now since that started. So about four, so about years, four years, yeah, about four years. And then to finally see the moment when you get to see your son and you get to go, I think you went to Dave and Buster's, brought him a pair of Jordans. Oh yeah, he gets joy. He gets, yeah, I mean, but just to see that moment because I know how much you know it meant to you, and and really, you know, all of the kids are the motivating factors, the moms, the wives that never gave up on us. You know, all those different people in our life are the motivating factors that help us to get our feet moving a little bit quicker every day. And to finally see, I remember you called me the night before, like, Jay, dude, I'm seeing them tomorrow. I'm like holy shit, I'm seeing my son tomorrow. And I was like, hell yeah, I think I might have talked to you right before as well. But I was like, just call me when you're done and share it with me, man, because that's this the recovery is we're here to recover things. Not always do the kids come back. Not always does the wife come back, the moms and dads. They might not come back. Our recovery, you know, in um, the big book says, you know, job or no job, wife or no wife, we simply do not. Um, recover if we place dependence upon people ahead of dependence upon God, right? Mm -hmm. Our recovery is dependent upon God, but in return, you know, nine times out of ten, the unexpected happens, right? But not always, but in your case, it did, and it's just a really, really, really cool thing to see. But relationships, man, if you know someone who's got them figured out all the way, I might need a session. Real quick, bro, mm -hmm. my mama, my mama, like, shout out mom, she, she's at peace right now. You know, but she doesn't have to worry anymore, mm -hmm. you know? And when she was just talking to me about that a couple days ago, 
And you know, it, it had me like in my feelings. You know, I'm like, okay. you know, I, I, I'm so grateful for that lady to have just taken me in like a wild ass line. If you want to hear the full story, check out his first podcast. We're talking about, you know, being in Vegas and being in the, being in the trenches in Vegas and running the streets and, you know, if you you ever been around those types of neighborhoods, right? You got the one lady that's mom to everybody, you know, and, and, and that's mom, right? Yeah. And that is your mom. You call her mom. You talk to her, you know, daily just about, right? Like she birthed me. Yeah, like she did, man. Yeah. And that's mom. That's my dude. Yeah. <laughs> and she ain't afraid to, to tell me that I, you know... Which she's not wrong, right? She tells me I, I talk too much on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Did anybody else have any shine? I'm working on it, huh? I mean, you know, she just don't want you controlling me. <laughs> <laughs> she, you know, she does your little things, yeah. you know? I hear you, brother. She's all right. Tony, I want to say, not, I, I said this last time, but it's, I love, man, I, I love seeing the pictures you post when you have your son. Like, because, you know, for me, I, I miss those opportunities. They're, they're way gone, right? My children are all adults. Um, and you still have that opportunity to be able to do that at a very important age where Jordan needs you. He needs a man, right? I'm, I'm sure he has other figures in his life, but he needs his dad to be able to guide him right now because he's getting ready to experience some stuff, right? Yeah. You know, puberty, the whole nine yards, high school, all that's coming up. And I just look at those pictures, man, and, and it's your arm around him, he's getting smiling. He's getting tall. He'd be a big boy. He's already six foot, bro. Yeah. You know, he's like 13 yeah. different yeah. tribes of native and black. <laughs> Soon you might beat your ass. I don't think he's ever going to do that. Bad, brother. I don't think he's built like that. <laughs> Still got to kill him there somewhere. It's just awesome to watch. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it, and it really is. And just the gifts and we're all all rooting for each other man and if you're not rooting for the people around you to be successful then that's on you you yeah. know but i love seeing you know the guys level up at work and get their kids back and celebrate you know 30 60 a year two years of recovery and and all the things that we dream of you know um i just love seeing that thing happen man to, and it happens it happens every time you know if we go all the way in on the program right and it's contingent upon that um, and if you do so, then some things, you know, are promised to you. Yeah, you know? yeah, there's a few of them, huh? Are they the ninth step promises or the tenth step promises? Ninth step promises. Ninth step promises. Hmm. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say they're just the promises. <laughs> ninth step promises, brother. Yes, sir. I'll show another you know, time. Hey, hey, you know, hey real quick, quick, I want to say, I, I forgot to tell you about this, and I may see you tell, to tell you. I was at Walmart getting my oil, oil changed, and, uh, Cars in there getting worked on. I'm walking around the camping section looking for camping stuff for the Rose Roundup this weekend. Shout out Rose Roundup. Uh, Come to Apache Lake this weekend. Hang out. Um, You'd be seeing people with shotgun, beer bomb, monsters, <laughs> monsters. <laughs> I went to the beer bomb the crazy coffee. Dude, hey, hey, that retreat, the um, the uh, CA convention that I was a speaker at, and they had yeah. me at like midnight. Oh, that was great, dude. Yeah, I don't think night, you were out yet. Last. Yeah, I was out, but I was still at New Freedom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're still in New Freedom, and I spoke at midnight. The last time I've been up at midnight, I was peeking out the blinds. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And, and uh, But I remember when we got there, 
Ron had a room with 17 people in it, you know, some things never change. Um, and I got to the pool and I'm thinking, what? This can't be the right place. They were turned up, bro. Yeah. yeah. Not turned, turned. Yeah, that's for you. Off that monster. Yeah. Oh, you threw the tea in it for me? I threw it in there for you, brother. Thank you for that. Dude, we're going to have a water rodeo. There's going to be a bull in the water and all kinds of cool stuff going on. Yeah. But but anyhow, so I'm, I'm there getting my car done, and Jay, this lady comes up to me. She's a cashier at Walmart in the automotive, and she goes, hey, you're running no matter what. Who? Oh, she goes, my name's Karen, and my son was in Arcadia, and... Jason and Sarah and the powerless, the powerful, and she just started going on and on and talking about the service work that we do down at Shout Out Crossroads. Yeah, big shout out to Crossroads, man. And I'm just like, and there's these people standing around, they're all looking, what the hell is she talking about? And I was just, I was very overwhelmed and humbled, you know what I mean? That. Yeah, I was in a Walmart on, um, that's crazy, by my parents' house on I-17 in Happy Valley, and I'm with Bella, and we're trying to get a swimsuit, because naturally she never brings her swimsuit when I ask her to, you know? <laughs> And some two people I never met them, they stopped me like, hey, Jay, yo, you're Jason, you're the podcast. And Bella's like, you're celebrity dad. I'm like, no, Bella. Famous in an anonymous it, program. Yeah, if, if you work recovery and you're really about it, and then people will know who you are because you're out there, you know, helping a lot of people, man. And, you know, we always think that negative news travels fast because it does, that there's no there's no hiding or denying that, but also positive things travel fast too. For sure. Yeah. Um, but it's just pretty cool to have that ability but what's new with you, recovery? How many sponsees you got right now? Oh, uh, right now I got like two and a pop. Two and a pop, you know? Yeah, like, you got a queen of hearts with three hearts. Oh, we're gonna make it stretch. Yeah. You know, I got I got a I got a handful of them. Like um I I always like like overload myself. And you know the feeling. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best to recognize, you know, like with all of the service work things I do in the community, I can't have 22 sponsees anymore. But it's so hard to tell someone no. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's almost impossible. Then you get to the car and you're like, damn. But if I don't tell them no, am I helping them? Like, mm-hmm. if I don't have the time to commit to this person. So, long story short like right now i got a handful of sponsees a lot of them aren't calling like it's kind of like thank you yeah you know, you know i hear like, that dude. you know I like i get like that sometimes but um the ones that i do have that are solid like you know two percent bro i need i need my two percent you know to just run through the steps and make it you know like um my recovery is strong though like you know uh I am of service, like Sunday nights at the spot, 7.15, Faith Over Fear, come spill your guts, you know, every out. Sunday night. Faith Over know? Fear, like, all the amazing um, things at the spot. Yeah, like, you know, and, you know, and then my phone's always ringing for detoxes or sober livings or programs, you know, and that counts as service work, right? Sure, like, there's I'm not many, many levels of service, it. dude, there really is. So it's like right now, I'm going through my steps again, I've been slow playing it. Like, but you know, I'm getting there. Um, you know, I'm just doing my best to stay rooted in the, my recovery and, and not to overwhelm myself. You know, you got the job, you got the relationship, you got the, the family, you know, you got your recovery, you got these sponsees. Like, it's a lot of stuff. I'm a knight now. Oh, like, And that was a story. Yeah. I went on a retreat a couple weeks ago with the knights. Uh, was it last weekend or the weekend before? And it was a spiritual experience. And uh, let me share this with you. So I'm in there and I'm watching this tribute on Brian Ong, 
the founder of the Knights, right? And I'm watching this tribute, and, I, and I'm, I'm looking at how many people he helped, and it's like God revealed to me how many people in, in 20 years will Tony Johnson have helped? Thousands and thousands of people, right? Bro, I walk out of that auditorium, and this boy looks me in my eyes, and he's like, hey, ain't you killed? And I stop, I freeze in my tracks, I look at him like, hold up. Like he starts running down to who he was. Oh no, he knew me from Mason. Oh, you know? sure. that's when yeah. he came out here. That's when I decided to go out to Mason and turn up. And um, you know, and, and and we, you know, that that relationship didn't end on good terms, right? Naturally. And uh, and the boy shared with me that uh, he just hit a year for the first time in his life. That man looked me in my eyes and said he just hit a year for the for the first time in his life, and that was emotional for me because I was like. You couldn't. You could have been taking a dirt nap, bro. Yeah. You know, I mean, like how, how we were playing around out there. Yeah, like no you know, and um, yeah. So it's it's a beautiful thing to like you know be working this program, and and the 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 spiritual connection that I have now, the way that that my God speaks to me, you know, He'll show me the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, where do you want to go? Which way are we gonna go with this? You know, like I choose the side of right. Yeah, dude, I hear that, and you know. Big shout out to all the knights. I got a story about the knights. And, oh uh, yeah. And yeah. so a while back, back in I'd say I think it was about 2004. You know, shout out to Tony Marinucci. Uh, shout out. Peace. Um, he was like a second father to me. He lost his life to this addiction. I'll never forget him. I carry a, a business card he gave me. Um, you know, many many years back. You know, and he's no longer here, but. Um, he was a knight, right? And he was heavy involved in the knights. I remember Brian Ong, he's like a, a, a short, stocky Asian dude that rode a Harley. And, um, you know, he was like the founder of the knights. Unconventional? Man. Yeah, the knights do a bunch of amazing things. But anyway, so that same that knights retreat you went to, I went to in 2004, but it, it wasn't my time. I only went because my parents were pissed. I only went because Tony made me go. I did not want to go. I was dope sick while I was there, and when they were doing that Sunday morning wrap-up speaker meeting, and everyone was in the you know the dining area, and everyone was eating, I slipped off and I went into the um, bunkhouse with all the bunks and started peeling back wallets, right, and boosted a couple hundred dollars, right, and immediately got back into town, right, twenty here, ten here, twenty here, immediately got back into town, hit up the Oxycontin dealer, I was doing OC80s at this time, this was in 2000 and I think like four, right, and you know, the rest was history after that, back, you know, I had basically the time I was there sober from then I was on, I was, I never, I was on a sick one, bro. You made that amends though? And I made that amends, and so I had the privilege of a shout out to Johnny Lazaro, one of my sponsees, shout out to him. He's a knight, right? And I had that. That's been on my amends list for a very, very long time. And um, I'm not a knight. Typically, you have to go with a knight, and you know, it's you know, and and a lot of people have their opinions about the knights, this, that, and the other thing. But what, from what I've seen, those men do amazing things, right? But anyways, he gives me the ability to come there. I get up, and it was a, a birthday meeting, so everybody was there, right? And uh, it's full, and I get up there, and they let me have a couple minutes, and I make this amends, and I tell them, you know, this happened, I made the amends, and I got to pay back the money, and uh, it was a uh, it was a pretty cool experience. They looked at me like, mom, yeah. maybe they did not. I, I, I got to make the amends. It's I think they understood. 
I mean, they're sick too. We're sick too, right? Yeah. And when sick people do sick things, when they're when they're more sick, right? So all we can do is do our best to be less sick. And that's it. Every day, you got to right them wrongs. But I'm glad I'm in that room. I was actually encouraged by one of my mentors to get in that room, and that's not a mistake. I needed to be in. I need to be in those rooms. Yeah, I mean, there's. A, I mean, I know a ton of them. They they do a bunch of amazing things. Ron's been around the nights for a very long. We ever night. You probably were about 17 times. Yeah, a bunch of different times. Never stuck around long enough, you know what I mean? But I, I also had the experience recently, a few months ago, about six months ago, the last night retreat before this one, I got to go and I went with Joey. And I got to go up there and I, and, and I had the opportunity, I, I got called up there to, to, to talk a little bit on Step 12, because Joey presented Step 12. And I had the opportunity to go up there and uh, make an amends to some guys as well, because I, I used to talk real bad about the Knights. And the only reason I talked bad about them is because they were sober and I wasn't. Because mm, yeah. I couldn't get sober and I was pissed off. Yeah, you know, and, uh, and they are a great group of men that do some awesome things. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're part of that, Tony. That's, I mean, we always tell everyone, be very particular about the people you hang with, right? And mm -hmm. they're particular about the people they hang with. And yeah, hey, yeah. I mean, it is what it is, right? Um, but I want to kind of shift gears for, because this is something, you know, um, I want to make sure I have really some time to talk about, you know, right now in behavioral health, it, the, I mean, we've said it, the block is hot. There is a lot going on. A hundred people got suspended on licenses today, not suspended on licenses, excuse me, suspended for um, reimbursements, right? So they still have their license but you know, you can't bill yet. They want to see some documentation, you know, and, and what this all stems from is about probably a couple weeks ago, maybe I think it was a month ago now, there was a huge FBI investigation, right? Um, basically, they're, you know, taking advantage of the native population, kidnapping natives off the reservation, and I, I know um, you're native, right? Got some native in you. Yeah. Um, and so that's especially close, it's, it's, it's especially close to you, but it's on all of our hearts. We're the type that reports, we're the type that rescues, especially you, you're the type that rescues. We're seeing them show up with vans on the reservation, offer them liquor and drugs and money to jump in the van. Half the time they're so intoxicated. They wake up two days later, they're at some, you know, have no idea where they are. They don't even know no where they're idea. at. They're at some you know, trap house living where everyone's getting, you know, drunk and high at, and they're just there getting fucked up. And then that, whoever's there is just billing on them for services they're not even providing. People are overdosing. I watched the news special today. They said they're not even taking them to the corner. They're taking them straight to the morgue. They're just dropping dead bodies off. Yeah. No one knows where anybody is at. Tragic. And it's, it is, oh man, it is horrible. And Access doesn't know what to do, bro. And so what they've done is they've made decisions to cut codes by 90%. Because if you really want to get somebody's attention, hit the pockets. Right, all the client brokering that's going on. They kidnap people from the res, put them in their sober living, just a house is what it is, that's all it is. And then they get a kickback from an outpatient clinic that either just uses their access ID number to bill and they don't ever show up, or they take them there to a clinic, drop them off, pick them up while that clinic bills and then they get paid out. Every bit of everything is illegal and, they're, and we all agree that something has to be done about it, man. And they're taking action, man. And, and that's really what they're doing. But Tony, I know because of all the conversations that we've had, I know how much this you know, holds a spot in, your, in all of our hearts, but yours heart especially. I've seen you rescue people from these houses. So why don't you take a moment to share about that time um, that you had to rescue several people from the same place 
and it typically turns out to be the Africans. It's just what it is. It's just the facts, right? Yeah. Um, but can you take a moment to kind of share about that? Well, one of my guys from the Wind River Reservation, I, I grew up off and on the Wind River, Wind River Reservation my whole life, you know, like all through high school and my young adult years. And um, anyways, uh, you know, one of my, my best friends growing up, Daryl, his little brother was was in one of those houses. You know, he had got discharged from a different program, Sunrise Native Recovery, he got discharged for, for relapse, you know, and, and they didn't allow him back. and. He had nowhere to go, and all of a sudden they like lowered him into this. Hey, we got a program, right? So he goes over to this this program, and uh, these people were giving him two hundred dollars a day to drink and, and use. Right? Just stay here. Just stay here. Yeah. We got you. We'll take care of you. That was a lady named Rose. You have a fatal right? disease. We're gonna feed it. Yeah, okay. we're gonna, we're gonna, we, we're, we're gonna take care of you. We got love for you, right? We got you. So he calls me up. Well, his sister's calling me like, hey, will you please go get my brother? And I promised his people that, you know, I'm going to look out for him while he's out here, right? So I uh, eventually, like, he gets to the point where he's like, bro, i got to get out of here. I'm going to die here. I've got a weird feeling. So I go over and I pick him up, and I'm like, you know, there's these places out here, bro, but I'm going to get you to a safe place. So I get him to the house. As soon as I get there, like, a, a girl calls me, right? Like, Tony, will you please help me, right? So I go back and I go pick up the girl, right? And you know, the whole time I looked, up, looked them in their eyes and I'm like, uh, hey, so like, are you gonna tell me the name of your program now? Like, are you gonna, are, what, what are we gonna do here now? I was like, I bet you you're gonna stop killing my people, right? So I leave and I take this girl and then all of a sudden another woman and her nephew call me, right? So now I'm on my way back and honestly, bro, like I'm kind of shook. I'm you like, man, I'm getting me. ready to pull up and I don't know what's gonna go on because I'm messing with these people's pockets, but I gotta save my people. And you even told me like, bro, if it looks funny, call the police and get an escort, right? But I pull, I pull up and I grabbed these last two people and I looked that lady in the eyes and I was like, man, you think this is over? I'll show up every single time you get a new person. Every single time someone calls me for help, I'm gonna show up. And that's what I'm known to do. If you call me, I'm gonna show up, I'm gonna help. And, 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 and you know that, that fear of, man, I hope this doesn't go crazy. Bro, my haters in the streets have guns. Like y'all ain't, ain't running around like that, you know? I'm not that scared of you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think you really want to. I was so, like, dude, if you, you know, need to, call up here. Like, I'll be fine. I'm like, all right, bro. Yeah. Call me when you're done. But, make sure you're all right. But you, I mean, we're talking about showing up to an unlicensed sober living where they basically have kidnapped um, you know, alcoholics and addicts in this house. They're paying them. To, to, they're killing them and paying them while they do it. Mm -hmm. um, and you're knocking on the door well, that, like, pack it up. You're coming with me. Shut up. That, that's, that's the thing, though. The, the, there was another house, and I couldn't figure out what this house was. And that next week, a man named Thomas, that's all I know, that's all I know, a man named Thomas died at the other house. And I, I, I didn't know where that house was, bro. And I wish that I could have helped Thomas, too. Mm -hmm. Like, but also, like, you're preying on addicts. I mean, addicts, that's like a perfect world. You're going to give me $200 a day to get high or to get drunk, right? Yeah. That's what I mean. How many times were you out there boosting? If they how much dope did you sell? If how many would approach me, you hit? I would jump All day. Band. Yeah, I need that. Yeah. You I know? go looking for the van. Yeah, right? <laughs> and, and that's what's happening, right? So with the access cutting the money, like hopefully like they starve them out and these, these people just go home. Just go home. Because you go out to one of these reses, Man, you know, one of my people said, one of these days they're going to pick up a Geronimo or a Sharp Nose. 
one of these days they're going to get one of those people in their houses and they ain't going to know what to do with them. Because you, you get some of these boys, like some of the boys from the Wind River Res, me and my boy were just chopping up about it. You pull one of them boys up in that house, it's going to be all bad. And then all of a sudden it's going, oh, this Indian boy went crazy. Right? Nah, man. He was trying to kill that Indian boy and it backfired on you. That's what happened, yeah, no doubt. you know? That lion didn't go crazy. That lion was just a lion. It was all cute and cuddly when it was a cub, right? Mm. And then all of a sudden, it grew up and now it bites your head off. And yeah, that lion's a lion. You know what I'm saying? And eventually, you're gonna run into some of them lions. So the best bet right here is to stop killing my people. Your best bet right here is to stand the fuck down, you know? And they did and that time, and they did. I mean, and. And I see how passionate you are, and we all are, man, and, and it's so, dude, it's so sad, you know, what, what we're seeing, you know, and ultimately, I think we're all for everything that's happening in the industry. There is no doubt about that, but what ends up happening, though, is ultimately what it affects is the clients. It affects the companies trying to do it the right way that now the reimbursements are cut by 90%. They can't keep the lights on, and they're struggling to to be able to provide the level of care that they want to provide. Good. You know, New Life Wellness is it got the license suspended as well today. You know, the company that Ron and I are creating a reentry program for, and it came out of a shock to us. We're like, what? I've never seen the type of support that they, they bring semi-trucks to the reservation, start unloading. We're talking about, you know, thousands of beds across the state. We're talking about housing families having a daycare program. They have 90 kids at one of their facilities that they're taking care of the whole damn family. And IOP is optional, right? Like, you know, but yes, we have a census of 350 plus natives. Yes, we're billing, you know, probably millions of dollars, right? Because we're big. And so, of course, naturally with the climate and everything going on, they want to see. So thank God we have everything that they want to see, right? But it's still a bad look to be on those lists and to be associated with those pieces of shit, right? Mm -hmm. um, but we have faith and we know the level of care. We see it on a day-to-day -day basis and we're confident in a very, very short time that we'll be able to prove our type of care that we provide and we'll move on from it. But man, I'm telling you right now, what we're seeing, dude, it's, it's on every res. Well, Apex is expanding right now. Like in the middle of all this, we're, we're moving into residential. We still have our program strong. We're still helping people. And, and I, one thing that I left out, it's important for anybody that's displaced from all these companies shutting down, like any native that's in Phoenix or the surrounding areas right now, you can call 211, select option seven, and access will help you to either get back to the res. They say that they're, they're building emergency shelters. I reached out to a lady uh, from Hopi Behavioral, uh, Laverne Dallas, and she told me straight up, like if, if there's any Hopi people in, in Phoenix or the surrounding areas, as long as you're clean, she's not playing Greyhound to, to get, you yeah. know, join people back to the res, mm -hmm. but she will get you home. There are people that are out here willing to help you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, dude, it's, think about that. Like when I say that it affects the clients, right? And now we got all these places, even if you're not on the list, you're on the list, your, your money's cut now. And now what they don't think about, you know, the government access, FBI is now shutting all these places down for good reason. The majority of them should be shut down. There is no fucking doubt about that. Sure. Mm -hmm. But the other ones now that have to close their door, we're talking about displacing probably thousands of people. Yeah. You know, and now what? You know, it's, it's summertime now. Like it's, it's hot out there. People are going to die out there. 
Yeah, like, you know, and that's that's what I looked at when I saw that list today. Of course, like, my heart was in my throat. Like, I'm like, are we on here? Yeah. No, thank God we are not on here. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, that thought hit me like, this is probably 10,000 people that are going to be out there in the streets. Like, I'm throwing rocks at waves, right? Yeah. My arms are going to get tired. I'm just going to throw until I can't throw no more. I mean, and that's what we keep doing, man. We just sure. try to help as many people as we can. You know, they shut down that the zone, the, the homeless camp out there. They were cleaning yeah. out all those people. That's been owned to them, some of those people, for years. Ron went down there, had some water, some flyers, some resources, and was helping people find places. I mean, you're right, man. It's hot. You know, I mean, what did it look like when you went down there? <clears throat> well, first of all, I want to give a shout-out to our employer, New Life Homeless AZ, because... Uh, in the morning, I woke up, I watched on the news, I seen what was happening down there in the zone, um, that they were section by section starting to starting to displace all those men and women, um, and it was, it was on my heart. I had called you, and I told you, and I walked into the HR department um, where we work, and I said, hey, listen, this is what I want to do today. Is it cool if that's where I go? And she grabbed, April grabbed me by my hand, brought me in the warehouse, and loaded up my PT Cruiser with Gatorades and water, and whatever else you need, soda, and me and Emmett went down there. And <clears throat> what got me was the biohazard teams down there. Mm. Because I didn't think about it. There's a thousand people down there with feces and urine. Right, and, he's taking and, shit on the side of the road. In a bucket and then dumping it somewhere. And it's just, they got hazmat people down there. And they've got the health board down there. And we were able to talk to an official from the city of Phoenix. and. This one little section that they cleaned out, they said that they had placed 20 of the 30 individuals somewhere. Mm. But they still have 960 more people to go. Yeah, and the, and the hard part about that is, you know, because right when you called me, I was like, but bro, like some of them are living their best lives. They don't want help. Yeah, they don't want help. You know, what, what do you do about that? You know, like, you know, I've been getting people been in my DMs, like, Tony, like, what about the people at CATS? I'm like, oh, like the zone? Like they're down there living their best lives. Some of them are going to figure out a different place to go live their best lives. And some of them are going to go into treatment. And if if the ones that, you know, want want help, you know, when they call me, then I'm going to show up to help them, you know? But there's willingness, right? Open-mindedness, you know? That honesty, you know, you got to be honest with yourself. Am I at my rock bottom? No, I've been balling out in the zone for four days, four years, you know? Like, you know, willingness, like you gotta be ready to go. And you gotta be open-minded, take some direction without question. If they're not at the, if they don't meet those requirements, then what do you do with those people, Right. you know? And, but it, you know, you did a good thing that day, Ron. And I, and I could hear it in your voice when you called, you know, I know you were heartbroken. Uh, my heart hurts for these people, you know? I wish that everybody, you used to say it all the time, Jay, I wish I could just give this away to everyone. Like, well, Oprah, you get recovery, you get recovery, everyone. <laughs> be down Everyone's, at yeah, just hand it out. You know, 27th and Northern yeah. all day, you know? Yeah. But we can't give it away if they don't want it. That's right. You know, know that, I want to say this real quick, the casting, um, it has a place right here for me because uh, I was down there for a while. There was a point in 2000, Five in between prison sentences where I ended up down there. I went down there to, to cop some crack and ended up staying there for four months. Mm-hmm. Um, I smoked crack one time yeah. for four months. <laughs> and, it's, and, 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 and I was down there and I got the experience of that, that whole deal down there, living our best life. And also, uh, 
you know, Rashawn. Rashawn was down there for a while, and we all know Rashawn. He's real, he's real close to all of us. So it meant a lot to me to be down there because if if I was down there and Rashawn was down there, there's more, there's more of us down there's there. There's more right? of us. Yeah. And and even though ninety six percent of the people we gave waters to and talked to and handed out business cards um, don't want help, a couple of them want. Yeah, and they called, you know, I, I, I got to give them. We got a couple intakes. We had, yeah, we got a couple calls at our place, and I know that Sanctuary, they helped out with it too. You know, I, I talked to Yolanda and Nate, and I know I had a couple people call there, and I don't think it worked out them getting them placed, but but still, this, this is a team effort. It doesn't matter who you were for or what you were for, and anybody who's listening, you know, um, I urge everybody, just take a moment and think about that down there because, um, Faith without works is dead. We've got to put some action in. It's going to take all of us to make a difference. Yeah. All of us. And if you have a little time or you want to donate some waters, get a hold of any one of us because I'm going to try, I'm in myself, we're going to try to do it a couple times a month, go down there and, 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 and at least make our presence be known. You never know. I might find a Tony down there. Yeah. Never know. Diamond in the rough. People want to help people who want to help themselves. And I say it all the time, but you think about... Now we're looking at you know ten thousand. Let's just say natives displaced with nowhere to go. We're talking about a thousand people down at the zone with displaced nowhere to go. We're talking about a fentanyl epidemic that's killing a person every five minutes in the United States. They got that trank stuff where they're look you know looking like that crocodile stuff. So that's in like Russia, dude. Like it's looking bad and. And so as a team, doesn't matter what treatment center you work for, man, if your heart's really in this and you're in it for the right reasons, it shouldn't matter what the name is on the, you know, the um, sign out in front of the place or who signed you, none of that should matter. We should all be working together. We should all be pushing for each other to succeed, to do things the right way. We shouldn't be, you know, happy that this place is closing or this and people are trying to do things the right way or whatever the situation may be. The point is, is that, we have to work together and if we're in recovery because it's our passion and that's why we do this then there's no time for any of that other type of stuff right yeah, there's too many sure. people that need help out there and we've got to start working together and not against each other dude. we just have to for sure for sure and so you know it's 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 a tough time right now in behavioral health man and and i know and what i've seen from my experience in my own personal life which you know when i'm spiritually fit and i do the things that i'm supposed to do and I know that every single, well, both of you guys have experienced the same thing that I have. Talks about that in the third step. Being all powerful, he provided what we needed. And my experience won if we kept close to him, performed his work well. And his work for us, I'll keep it as simple as it needs to be, is to be selfless and to help and be of service to as many people as we can. And you're right, Tony, it comes in many, many different forms of service, right? And when I, I do my part and I help as many people as I can when I can, and then everything else in my life will be taken care of. It doesn't matter where I work, it doesn't matter what list I'm on, none of those things matters because I know I'm playing my part and God's part in that is the outcomes in my life. And I've collected data now for five years plus that shows me do your part, outcomes will be better than anything you ever could have imagined. And so as we continue now to, to kind of transition here, because, you know, I know that all of us felt, you know, that conversation and it's been weighing on all of us. It's it's, it's so, so sad, but let's transition now before we close this thing out. And I want to talk to you, Tony, about what this next year is going to bring for you. You know, what, what's this next year look like? What goals do you have? What things are on the horizon? 
Um, because, you know, one day at a time in the beginning, you know, all these sayings in A, they have meanings, right? But uh, it's progressive, right? Those meanings change. And in the beginning, the one day at a time is just stay sober one day at a time, right? One minute at a time, 30 seconds at a time. But now here all of us are pushing into, you know, a couple of years, you know, of sobriety plus here, right, at this table. And, and so, I mean, you just celebrated nine years, right? I did. Nine years, I got five years, you're approaching four years, right? So now that one day at a time has a new meaning. And that one day at a time now is one day at a time. For me, this is how I look at it, is I have one day today to, of course, remain spiritually fit, apply the non-negotiables of my recovery, but also one day at a time, I can start to work on my goals, right? Yeah. Because goals you don't achieve are good ideas. And me and Ron had a ton of good ideas. You could ask anyone in the phone room. Yeah, best ideas in the whole world. We had ideas, but today we achieve goals. So what goals do you have on the horizon here? Well, first, like, you know, I have to start to worry about putting this kid through college, right? Like, and how am I gonna, how am I gonna do that? Like, you know, I'm leveling up my career at work, you know, I'm taking on new, job rules, new responsibilities, you know, and uh, and they're taking care of me for it, right? But um, my goal this year still is I will have my own sober livings this year. That's right. Like, um, you know, I place people in sober livings all over the place. Like, my phone rings off the hook all the time. Like, it's time for me to sense. open my own sober living. And your business plan, I've like, seen it's legit. Yeah, it's a legit so, business plan. And I, I've kept that, like, really under wraps, and I've been really careful about who I talk to about this because you know, there's predators in the recovery world, right? And I don't want anybody involved in my stuff that's gonna prey on, you know, my heart, you know, because I got a big heart. So that's what I'm gonna do. Like, um, you know, I got a girl and, and I'm thinking about it, you know, I'm not even thinking about it anymore. Like, it's a thing. Like, you know, this is this is for the long haul, you know? It's a thing. I mean, you know, that that's the plan, you know? Like, the conversation's on the table, like, you know? Yes. And, um, and she deserves that, mm. you know? Like, she's proven herself to me, and, you and I've proven myself to her. And, you deserve you know, that, too, bro. Yeah. So, like, you know, and that's a thing, you know? And, and I have to, you know, one thing that I thought about, you know, when I'm thinking about making this next step in my relationship is, okay, so am I am I able to take care of her for the rest of her life, right? Like, I, if I'm going to... If I'm gonna lock something down, I best damn sure be able to keep a roof over her head in case anything ever goes wrong, right? Like, um, my girl's in recovery, you know? What happens if she gets sick? You know, am I willing to accept that? Yes, you know Like, I'm starting to check these boxes that look different from my four-step when we were at North yeah, Unit, right? This, this look, I didn't think about, like, well, a non-negotiable, what happens if your girl ever relapses? You know, yeah. not that, you know, I think right. that's a thing, but you have to think about that when you date a woman in recovery, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm willing to, to, like, through sickness and health, you know, be with you, you know? So, you know, without, like, proposing over the podcast. Or we won't do it right now. I was waiting for you to push that chair. I mean, you know. Do it, brother. I mean, we were talking about it. Nor did I. We were talking about that on the way here. But this this ain't the right place for that, right? Um, And also, like, you know, I'm going to help as many people as I can help, you know? Like, I'm going to keep doing that, you know? Like, um, you know, I was talking about it earlier. Like, you know, when when something big happens, like, I want to be like, yeah, I did that, you know? I have to remember to thank God and then do my touchdown dance, you know? And that's what I'm practicing right now. Like, um, you know, I'm going to keep my service commitment at the spot, you know? I'm going to keep being there every Sunday, you know? 
Like, because people love to come in and just spill their guts, you know, to start that week off right, you know? And that meeting's popping, you know? You gotta, you gotta come through sometime, that meeting is popping, you know? And, um, what's up? I'm just going to keep it on 715 on the sign over there. I'm at Arcadia. No, no. Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe one of these days we'll swap. I'll go yeah. and speak at Arcadia. Okay, <laughs> <Come on, laughs> say no more. Then, oh, hold up. Who's this little Italian dude? <laughs> but, but yeah, like, uh, uh, and my short-term goal is to live my best life. Okay. You know? That's what I'm going to keep doing. I'm living my best life right now. My mentors that I have in my life right now are amazing. I'm surrounded by powerful people, you know, and power breeds power, That's right. you know? Like, um, you know, it's, things are a trip, man. Like, I, I'm people's safe person now. Like, I have powerful people that call me and they're like, Tony, I know when I call you, it's gonna be all good. Like, you're not gonna hold me judgment. You're, you know, you're not gonna run around, you know, telling my secrets or anything like that. You know, I know that you're a safe person. And that's a big deal, bro. Yeah, for you know? sure, dude, like, for sure it is. So, that's what we're looking like right now. I you mean, know. it looks pretty good, brother. And it's looking good for me. It's a hell of a show. And it right? is a hell of a show, and I know that you know both Ron and I are just grateful that we're on the sidelines, and sometimes you know we're in that lineup with you, and we get to experience it along with you, man. And that's what this thing's all about. It's an experience. That's what recovery is. It's a spiritual experience that we get to experience on a day-to-day -day basis when we do our part, man. Mm -hmm. I love you, man. Thank you for being on the show today. I gotta give Where a shout out to all my, pe all my people at Apex. Tamika, Greg, Rohit, Kat, like Gary, James, like um, all, of, know, all of them, yeah, Big shout Pinky, out you know, like everyone. Michelle, you know, like, you know, shout out to Michelle Price. Big you know? shout out. And um, if anybody ever needs to get at me, you can hit me up on Facebook, Tony Johnson. Like, you know, if you have one friend and recovery, he's always on my friend. He'll answer yeah. quick. Yeah, real quick. You know, and uh, I'm not going to leave my phone number on here this time. Yeah, yeah. Like, thank God for lost SD cards. Yeah. <laughs> but hit me up on Facebook. Um, get at me. You yeah, know? man. If you need help with anything, definitely get at him. You can get anyone, any three of us up here. Ron, where can they find us at? Facebook, you can Jason and Sarah, Parvelous the Powerful, Ron Leslie Jr., and TikTok, Ron No Matter What. Like, subscribe, continue to share. We're extremely grateful for all the listeners now all over the world, 35 countries. We're continuing, Indonesia, continuing to expand, man, and it's all because of the hope that we're sharing and we're just grateful that we continue to have this opportunity. We got the new studio. Shout out to everyone involved in the studio. All the amazing things that we have to come. Continue to tune in. New episodes dropping every single week. We're super, super humbled and grateful for all the support from everybody out there. Continue to message us and we'll get you on the show and continue to support, man. So, Tony, thank you for being on the Thanks, show. Tony. Thank you, guys.